you know, the, the most popular daily vlogger is, is Casey Neistat by far. He's probably the most famous. He's probably one of the best people who, who can tell a story and he does it in a way that's so interesting. I just literally stole his fucking format. It's about drive. It's about power. We stay hungry. We devour. Put in the work, put in the hours and take what's ours. It's pretty awesome. I'm going to send you, I want to, I want to send you the daily vlogs. I want your honest opinion about them. Okay. We're doing on the show, honest opinion on vlogs. All right. Well, I mean, I, I don't know. What do, what do you think about a daily vlog? I, I just hit record on this, on this new video podcast. So Nate and I have been doing a podcast for how, how long, Nate? Like two and a half years now? Uh, uh, yeah. Somewhere. Yeah. Two years. Yeah. Somewhere around there. Uh, since and, 2022. Yeah. So we, when we first started out, like we started video, but I had no clue about video. Like I, I had done video podcasts for a hundred plus episodes on my golf podcast, but they were so horrible. I was so like, they looked disgusting. Like I tried to set it up like a, like a real podcaster studio and it just was horrible and it continued to be horrible. And then I, I like found, I don't know, but it wasn't even a bit. I had the same camera. I used the same exact camera. Now we just use better software and we're doing the first video podcast and, probably a year and a half now it feels weird to talk to you and see you at the same time it does because we've been so uh just on the phone and which the cool thing it allows us to do it even you know we're still doing it kind of anywhere you're you're in san diego i'm up here in sacramento area and you know we're, we're still able to do it but yeah the video allowed it allowed me to do it last episode i was on my on my walk and we're doing the freaking podcast just audio so audio Gives us even that more freedom to do it. Uh, you know, anywhere uh, video still can do it pretty much anywhere. But it, it is. It's it's different, uh, but it's good. I mean, video is. It's it, we're able to put it now to back on YouTube, back on you know Instagram, TikTok, where, wherever uh, you know these video social media platforms. And I, I think it's going to benefit us to get back get back to it. But on that too, I mean. Just kind of that's our whole thing of what we talk about, right? Like you're talking about, man, I did 100 episodes before we even started this podcast, learning how to do video on, you know, podcasting. We started it, you know, we, I'm sure it's a little bit better. And we're still here now, even even that next step of getting better and better at our podcasting. And, and even that, we do a podcast episode uh, pretty close to once a week. You know, we've maybe only skipped a few uh, weeks in the last two and a half years. But even with that, you know, we have so much more to learn, so much better we can be because there's people doing them twice a week, three times a week, four times a week, right? And they're up to hundreds of episodes. We're 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 just closing on a, on a episode 100. Well, it's uh, it's it's definitely different. The one thing I'll I I will notice with the video, I can tell when you're done talking because you and I sometimes we <laughs> like. I don't know if it's a delay or I have, I'm just eager with whatever the hell I want to talk about. And I want to jump in real fast. And sometimes we cut each other off, which sucks, which, which really sucks. I think the video will, the, uh, so the reason why I was like, Nate, we got to get back to videos because, so I have a, a, another podcast with my wife, with our uh, YouTube channel, the adventures three. And it's kind of like a live update of our lives and stuff. And I realized that, um, the video podcast got like we had like three episodes and like the first couple of episodes got hundreds of views. And then the third episode got 
thousands of views. And the organic reach is just crazy good compared to like just uploading it just audio only onto a podcast player because that's so diff like it's so hard to actually subscribe and watch or listen to a new podcast. It's not very it's not search friendly. Yeah. Oh, for sure. And well, I mean, right. YouTube or, or some of these, you know, the social media, I mean, they, they are going to push certain types of uh, media. So I, I think it's beneficial. It, and even that, right. There's just different, you know, sometimes shorts are getting pushed sometimes long, um, long form video, you know, is getting pushed. So I, I think it's just for us too to grow the podcast, it's just going to add another element of, of, ways for people to find us having that long form video back on on youtube well and i i looked at some of the other successful podcasts and some of them are really long they're like the hour hour and a half two hour podcast i don't necessarily listen or watch the entire podcast but what i do do is i i listen to like the short clips like the six minute you know little episodes and i think that's a cool way to be able to get more content out there because if just you and I live streaming like this, we're able to take the entire episode, put it on our original podcast player, and then we're able to, um, like, we can actually cut it up into either shorter clips or we can cut it into those, like, six-minute sections and be able to have, you know, instead of just one piece of content, all of a sudden we've got, you know, we've got 30 pieces of content out of just one recording, which I think is... Which I think is key. I mean, it's it's like what Gary V talks about all the time is being able to take one piece of content and spreading it out, and and it it really reduces kind of it reduces the amount of work, but it also reduces the it also increases the amount of possible attention that we might get. Oh, definitely, and, and this whole whole long video, you know, and it, it just we gotta it obviously takes a little bit of work to go in and find those shorter clips. Okay, this is a good piece. This is a good piece, but. It is one of those things when you're just doing it, not trying to make content, we're being the content, then we create so much more content from that. You know, we're not here. So, okay, let's record five minutes of this talk. Okay, let's stop it. You know what I mean? Where, where some people really try and keep doing that perfect shot instead of just, hey, we're just going to record it, do it, and then we'll get the content from that. Um, I think is a key, you know, difference of just really having that good just natural stuff that people like looking at, right? Because we, we talk about this all the time, whether it's production videos or just that vlog style or, or whatever, just setting the camera up and talking or, or doing whatever it is you're doing. You know, those videos tend to get a lot of uh, interest or a lot of likes, a lot of views, just because people like to see, you know, natural, not necessarily full production. And that's where I struggle, Nate. It, I, <laughs> God, I, I, when I have a, like when I, you and I have a conversation with each other, like I, it's super fun. It's really good. I tried to do the daily vlog where I sit down in front of the camera and talk to it and like, just be the content. Editing that stuff is the worst thing in the world. Like it is nails on a chalkboard, chalkboard. I hate it. I hate editing it. I hate the way it looks. I hate the way it sounds. If I could shove that out to like a, like a formal editor that could actually like upload it for me. I would do it all the time, but if I have to look at myself for like an hour after I just talked, oh my God, it's like the worst. It's the worst. I quit every time. I started one like three days ago. I go, I'm going to do a daily insight again. So I pull out my TikTok app. I hit the fucking record button, 10 minute section. You know, it takes 30 minutes to upload the goddamn thing. 
and I watched it, and I'm like, this is this is awful. Like, who who would ever watch any of this crap? And then I realized, you know, it got like 400 views, and I'm like, oh shit, maybe this is maybe this is the right path. But I uh, I started doing like a Casey Neistat style vlog, a daily vlog. Which, mm-hmm. by the way, if anyone wants to start a daily vlog, I highly encourage them to do it because you're going to learn a lot about yourself, and you're going to realize that. You've got to be an inc- you got to be a, a crazy interesting person to keep it like compelling. Like I, yesterday, I went on a run and I'm like, "How the fuck do I make a run interesting?" You know what I mean? So I'm filming different angles. I'm I ran by a golf course, was yelling at golfers. I ran by a couple of horses, and that scared the crap out of me. Of course, I had my I had my stupid camera on picture mode, so I took a bunch of pictures of a horse's ass instead of a video. But it uh, it's I don't know I it's it's been an interesting, uh, it's been an interesting uh, experiment. Yeah, I, I mean that is just having fun with it too. You know, I, I think we sometimes get so caught up in trying to have the perfect stuff, or you know, with whatever you're doing, sometimes you do just have to have a little fun with it because there is something in there that you can once again maybe cut it up, and then one of those, and it's a good thing to test, right? Like. You have the the horses thing. You have the golfers. You know, a couple different uh, little pieces of content throughout that run, and one of them might you know explode. And then you're like, okay, how can I replicate doing something similar to that, right? Whether it's yelling at golfers, right? Okay, that's that's a a daily thing. Every time I walk by a golf course, I'm gonna have a bunch of videos of just me doing random random stuff, yelling at golfers, and and maybe that that's what you know blows up. Of course, the golfers are gonna hate it, and and being golf enthusiasts, you know, we we would probably get super annoyed about some random guy doing that, but it's funny, uh, you know, and people can blow that stuff up. Well, I think, um, I think attention is the new, like, I'm, I'm stealing this from Gary Vee, but attention is <laughs> the new currency. I, a couple, like a year ago, I read this book called Content Inc. And I, I don't know if I've talked about it here on this podcast before, but it talked about just, just building an audience on a platform and then starting the business. And because the last like week or so, my wife, I, I have this niche. I, I really love starting businesses. I love grabbing an idea, creating the name and the landing page and trying to get attention and trying to get customers like that for me is just like rocket fuel. And I come up with all kinds of crazy ideas. Yesterday's idea was literally in the movie, Happy Gilmore. You know how he's the caddy, the homeless guy that's he's like cleaning his underwear in the uh, ball cleaner. Yeah, I was like, "Why is there not a golf towel that looks like a pair of like pair of you know, tidy whities Like, why why is that not a thing? Like, I've never seen you know, and that's disgusting. But it, I was, I was like, "All right, what's the name for the tidy whitey you know golf towel company that looks like a you know?" And sure enough, I'm like, "It's called Skidmark Golf." Like, as soon as you clean your golf ball in that underwear, it's gonna be it's gonna be a little brown. You know what I mean? It's gonna be a Skidmark. And I don't know. I've I've been um, I've been kind of bouncing back and forth between like, do I start a business or do I build an audience and then launch a business? And it's one of those things that I think, I think if you have the attention of an audience, launching a business is so much easier. Yeah. And it's actually um, the book I'm you know reading right now. It's kind of similarly talking about that in a way. And this is an older book too. And it's just talking about, you know, it's, it's a sales book when you have, 
those relationships you build, right? So, you know, you, you have these, you, you have customers, you sell them, you build such a good relationship with them. No matter where you are, they're going to follow you, right? This, this particular person was, does car sales. They, you know, they're just talking about whether you're at this dealership and then you go to that dealership, you're, if you build these really great relationships, the next time these people are going to buy a car, they're not going to, they're not go, they're going to go to you no matter what dealership you're at, right? And that's almost the same thing, right? You build that audience, no matter what you launch, if you have that following, you have that audience, they're going to buy from you. So it, it is, it's it, and it, like I said, this is a book that was written probably 20, 30 years ago, but it still applies today just on this new platform of building those relationships, having those people that trust you that, you know, that's essentially what social media, what, you know, you're doing, you're building that trust, you're building the brand, you're building your tribe. And no matter what it is that you decide to finally launch or do, those people are going to buy from you. So it is, I mean, that's, that's, that's a good way about going about it. And that's what, you know, most, most sales and, and businesses are built on are those, that audience, the relationships. Cause when, I mean, it just, I don't know. It, it drives me crazy that that's the way I have to build a business because it's hard. It's difficult to build an audience, right? It's, it's really difficult. Like doing these daily vlogs takes me, you know, it, it takes like two or three hours to edit just five to eight minutes worth of video and trying to make it compelling and have the right story. And then you've got to live your life in an interesting way. It's definitely challenging. And I give Gary V as much credit to any, like that dude is, he's nuts. He's absolutely nuts. And I know he like in the beginning stages of his career, he would just literally edit with the start and stop button. And I think that's awesome. I just, for whatever reason, I have to add that like creative touch to it. I don't know if it's just like the way I'm built or the way I was introduced to like video creation, but I give him a lot of credit because he's definitely, I, I listened to one of his talks and he goes, if you, if you fuckers would have listened to me four years ago and started posting shorts on TikTok, you wouldn't even be sitting here. You might be on this stage talking right now, telling everyone how to build their audience but instead, you're sitting here and you didn't take action. And I think that's one of the key things is you just got to put it out there and not give a shit. Um, and the reason why I'm telling you to not give a shit is because, dude, I've got I've got some real hate with these daily vlogs. Like, I made a thumbnail that had like had like a cliff sign in the uh, in the in the thumbnail. I was out like near Torrey Pines in San Diego, and there's these giant cliffs, and there's signs everywhere like, "Hey, dipshit, don't." Don't cross this line because you'll die from a, you know, 100 foot drop. And I put like the little like the logo of the sign that says danger, stay back, you're going to die. And then I put underneath the like, are you willing, like I said, I said some catchy title of like, are you willing to let people like dictate how you take risk? And I got so much fucking hate of like, apparently two kids died from this cliff. Like, they're like, you're an idiot. You need to keep yourself, you need to keep you and your family safe. And I'm like, that wasn't even the purpose of the video. Like, what are we doing here? So, I don't know. I, I'm kind of rambling here, Nate. What? This is weird. This I'm not gonna lie. This video thing is weird. I'm like, yeah, I'm well, shaking. I'm, I got my hands going. Normally on the audio, no one sees any of that crap. I, I but that's the great thing about it, right? Because we all do that stuff. I, I'm, I'm sitting here doing the same thing. I'm trying to sit as still as possible, relatively, because I, I know I start looking around. I'm like, you know you start paying attention to more stuff, your ums, your, your thinking, your obviously your hand movements. So it is different. It, it does help you though, build discipline. Cause you're like, okay, cool. Now I'm, I'm on, 
video. Not that you need to be perfect, but it, it, it does. Yeah, you start paying attention to what you're doing because, yeah, when we're on audio, sometimes I'm laying down, sometimes I'm walking around, sometimes I'm just sitting. Like, it just, it all varies, right? Whatever's going on. So this, okay, now I'm stuck to this chair. We're looking at each other. We're going to talk and do this. Uh, but, you know, just going back to, I'm I'm big uh, on the Gary V method. The uh, stop, start is my editing right now. Uh, and just posting and, and, you know, the different podcasts I listen to and, and they talk about it, you know, Gary Vee's a big one about how many pieces you got to post a day. And, and it, you know, so many people, you know, I think I'm posting a lot, right? Oh, I post a couple times a day, my stories, some days I got eight, 10, 15 posts. Uh, but really on, on the actual post, you know, I maybe do two or three. And, and that's sometimes over, you know, TikTok, YouTube, like one on each platform. And, you know, so, okay, maybe I'm doing 40 a week and, or Gary Vee or, or some of the people talk about like, yeah, you got to do like 10 a day. So you should be doing, you know, 100 or 70, you know, close to 100, 70 to 100 uh, a week. And I, and you just always realize how, you know, you think you're, man, why is my audience not going? It's like, man, you're doing like a quarter percentage of what they talk about you that you should be doing to build it. And even then, you know, in the beginning, it takes forever, right? And, and it is because especially right now, all these platforms have gotten more and more flooded. You know, there's still a lot of people not doing things, but there are just so many more videos, right? You have to just cut through the noise. You have to keep posting for your stuff to get on there, you know, for people to see your post, you know, more than once a day, you know, pop up because someone maybe only looks at it at nine in the morning. Well, if you didn't post right before then, they're not going to see your post, right? If you posted late and then maybe they don't get off, get on till 8 p.m., right? There's so many things going on. So you do have to kind of post throughout the day, whether it's stories or whether it's just actual, you know, posting to your page to keep, you know, have people see you or, or you just kind of forget. I, I mean, I, I kind of will do that. There's, and I, and I'm like, man, I haven't seen this person's because the way the algorithms work and whatever, like people that you actually follow though. And I realize like, I haven't seen this person's content in a while, whether it's like Gary V. I went for like a month, not real, like is Gary V even posting. And like, I hadn't seen for whatever reason, his content wasn't posting up on my feed. I, you know, search him. Yeah, he's still posting, but I don't know, like the algorithm was changing to, to the different people that, you know, whether it was Alex Ramosi or, or the different influencers that I follow. It, it's just weird how it works to all of a sudden, like someone that is literally posting multiple times a day, I'm not even seeing their content on my feed. Well, the algorithm is you. Like it's what, you, <laughs> like it's, it's your subconscious. It's so crazy. I hate the yeah. algorithm. And uh, the, the reason why I hate the algorithm is because all of a sudden I'm watching like cop videos and like, I'm like reacting to what the cops are doing. And my wife's like, what the fuck are you watching? And I'm like, they just keep popping up. And then I watch some, you know, expert. He's like, the algorithm is you, whatever you're into, like the computer's going to know what you want to be served up next. And it's creepy, dude. It's, it's scary. And you're right about the whole, like the, the amount of content you need to push out there. I, again, I was I was watching a Gary V talk, and he goes, 45 pieces of content a day. And I was like, oh, my God. How the hell am I supposed to do 45 a day? And he goes, listen, take 15 pieces of content and spread them over th- three platforms. There's your 45. And I'm like, oh, okay, that's not bad. He goes, all right, now take five platforms. Make 10 pieces of content. Spread them out across five platforms. And I'm like, so that's what he's talking about. It, it kind of clicked. And you're right about the old uh, the content thing. My, my wife runs our Instagram and Facebook. And she was posting in like chronological order. 
And I go, what are you, what are you doing? She goes, well, I, I posted that yesterday. I go, yeah, but like 75% of, your, of the audience hasn't even seen it yet. The other room's only going to show a portion of that content. You can repurpose content from three years ago. It doesn't matter. Like the people didn't, the people that saw it three years ago probably aren't going to remember it now. And it doesn't really matter. So you can repurpose a lot of different things. As I've noticed that my external hard drives, dude, I'm having to buy. The more content you produce, more external hard drives you need. Which is oh, frustrating. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> well, you know, the good old iPhone, since we can't upgrade our, our storage. I have to just buy a new phone every couple of years. Not necessarily because I need a new phone or my, anything's wrong with it. It's just I need more storage. And, you know... I only I wanted to get a terabyte. I only got five twelve on my new phone, but I know I probably in a year and a half I'm going to need more. Uh, I don't offload enough of my stuff to the cloud or to a hard drive, which I probably need to start doing just to you know record and and store more and more videos. But and even that, yeah, the, the repurposing because there are so little people that will see it, and and I'll even see it too with with big influencers. Like I will see something, and then maybe a week later I'll see that they reposted it or or something very similar. Um, maybe they changed something on it, but maybe it's the same picture or a similar video. So it, it is, I mean, yeah, you can reuse stuff or even stuff years ago, right? Like something you posted three years ago, well, you didn't have the same audience. I don't know, three years ago, I probably only had 200 followers. So the majority of the people that follow me now, I'm not, no one scrolls back to look at your old post. I can literally repost it and, you know, get way more engagement on it than something that, you know, got 10 views and two likes. So it, it is something that we can do because it just, it's there, but whoever, you know, it's Instagram's not grabbing it. I think YouTube is probably the only thing that your older content actually will uh, get used, especially on long form videos, right? If you're doing some sort of educational stuff on long form content on YouTube, people will actually go and search out your or older videos because it, you know, it could be beneficial, whatever you're talking about at that time. Um, so I, I think, you know, YouTube is good for that stuff. But yeah, I think Instagram, TikTok, no one's really going to look at your older stuff so yeah re reuse it well i noticed like on some of these platforms the stuff that i was consuming i would try and like find that video again like in people that i was consuming their content and you can't find it i have no idea like it there was this one clip from now I, I can't remember who you know the the business person was but it was like an it was like a second or third different account that had taken a piece of content of that that content creator and put it on their own channel. So now I don't know where the damn fucking content is. And it drove me crazy. YouTube does a really good job of it being searchable, which I really like, like it, you know, on Instagram, it's not searchable. If I'm looking for something, you know, to learn about or to, to research, it's very difficult. And TikTok's the same way. Facebook's I'm, I'm guessing the same way. YouTube is really good for that, like searchable content. And I think that's, I don't know. That, that's probably one of the reasons why I like YouTube so much. Yeah. And, and even YouTube uh, will tell you what people are searching for, which is cool. Like, you know, it, I, I don't know how I stumbled upon it, but it was just like, hey, these are the, the top five or 10 because I post a lot of fitness stuff like searched fitness things. So it's like, OK, cool. I could make my content. I should make my content, some content around what people are searching for on YouTube, whether it's bicep workouts, whether it's eating, you know, like it just it named it. So it's like it, it, that it's actually helping you to, hey, you should probably make some content about this. Make sure it's in your description, in your title, because this is what people are searching on YouTube. 
Well, another feature, if you go into your like analytics, it will actually show you, um, it'll show you what other accounts the people that follow you actually watch. And then it'll also make suggestions about the content that they're actually searching for. So you can actually produce content that your audience is actually looking for, which is, I think it's pretty, pretty freaking cool. Like it's a pretty cool cheat code. Like if you look at some of you, you know, maybe even your competitors, Hey, they did a video on the top, you know, for us it'd be like the top six mistakes when we bought our RV, you know, you can, you can literally re like, you could repurpose what other people are searching for, which I think is, I don't know. I think it's pretty cool. Yeah. And, and I think too, some people overthink it too, right. Of like what to, what to, what to post. And, and Gary V talks about it all the time. He, his last one is recently, he was just talking about that, like that there are these people that literally, you know, whether it's directly stealing his stuff and using it as their own, or just, he says it, copy what, you know, copy what he's doing, right. Do what I'm doing. That that's how, that's what's going to work. And it, it is, it's, but it, it's simple as that. Um, obviously do it in your own way. Don't, you don't want to be literally a copycat of someone, but he, he talks about all the time, like do what he's doing and, and it works. And he, you know, it's, which is true. It's, you don't have to reinvent the wheel. Just, just look what some of these big people are posting about what they're doing, how they're doing it. And, and it'll work. Well, and I, so for me, like I always thought that you had to come up with your original idea. You couldn't steal it from anyone else. And then I read this book called steal like an artist and it gave so many examples of different, like historical people who, who, who were actual artists, the people who like painted and shit. And they would be like, all right, so if you look at this piece of, you know, this painting, th like four of the things that are in this painting were stolen. But they just took those four different like concepts and repurposed them and made it them made it their own. And I think that's. I think when you're getting started in the content creation, for me, specifically with the daily vlogs, you know, the, the most popular daily vlogger is, is Casey Neistat by far. He's probably the most famous. He's probably one of the best people who, who can tell a story and he does it in a way that's so interesting. I just literally stole his fucking format. And slowly over time, my, I'm going to create my own format, but I'm, I'm stealing bits and pieces from these different vloggers and these different ideas to form my own kind of path, my form my own style to say the least. And I think that's one of the things that we're really scared to do. And I'm not saying do the exact video. Don't, don't go out and make the exact same Casey Neistat video because it's, it's not going to be authentic, but you can definitely steal different types of, of their art, which I think is, I, like you said, like, like Gary V says, you know, that shit, it, it works like that style works. So use it. Just put your own spin on it. Well, yeah, I mean, you can use their same format, their same. Uh, yeah. Or uh, I don't know what you want to call it. They're basically how it's lined up. But you can be talking about a different piece of, of content, right? Like whether it's fitness, whether it's RVing, whether it's, you know, uh, camping, whether it's traveling, like, you know, you can do the same stuff just but talking about your topic that you want to talk about because it is i mean it, it's a story what no matter what it is especially with the vlogs right you're, you're essentially just telling some sort of story and hopefully it resonates with your audience and they can find value from it so it's just being able to tell the story you know as well as any of these other people that do it because in it, it and it does take practice uh and just like what we're doing here and this i, I know going back to us being on video again 
it does make you uh, a better speaker, right? It, it, because we're now we're on camera and we're speaking and we can learn to do it, which, which a lot of the big um, people that talk about bettering yourself just with sales or, or talking with people is putting it on camera. Like, how do you look on camera? How do you sound on camera? Once you record it and then look at it, you're like, man, look at all these things I'm doing. I look like a freaking idiot. So it, it does make you better, which a lot of people though won't do. And, and I'm just, I'm glad that we're back to this because now I can look at the things I'm doing and see how much better I can make myself with talking with, you know, with the things I'm doing with my hands and whatnot. So it, it'll, it's beneficial. Record yourself. Well, it, maybe you don't have to post it, but record it, watch what you're doing. Then you can like just learn to be better at, at speaking. Well, plus you're, everyone's going to wonder like, where do I get one of those Baywatch tank tops? Right? That's what everyone wants to know. Okay, it's pretty, it's pretty crazy. I don't. Did you go to Baywatch? I mean, are you a are you a volunteer lifeguard in in the summer? What we we need a little backstory on 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 where you got that tank top. I was at Target just shopping, walking, I walking by, and you know they had their uh, tank tops on sale. I think it was the end of last summer, and and I love tank tops, and I was just like. That's that's a cool one. Let me let me just let me get that. Uh, just because I you know I I go through my uh, this I usually where to work out is is what it's for. But no, that's that's all the backstory. Not nothing crazy. Just saw it saw it and sitting there and uh, happened to be my size and it's like hey they're on sale. Uh, let's just pick one up. So who's your who's your favorite Baywatch character? Oh man, I don't even know. I. Well, which one? Like, I, I think, you know, if we're going to go with the new one, you know, it has to be The Rock, right? He's, he's not going to like The Rock. Uh, the original one, I don't even, man, I, I don't even know if I ever watched it. I mean, of course, you know, we, we I, I take that, you know, we all wanted to watch it for like Pamela Anderson, you know. That was we're, my we're favorite younger. character. That was my introduction to like, <laughs> I'm like, what are those things on her chest? My dad's like, that's why we watched one, buddy. And I'm like, oh, okay, cool. I want to go to the beach. Is she at the beach? You know, and anyways, it, uh, yeah, uh, well, yeah, go ahead. No, I was just, but just all that, it, just cause I knew we were doing video again too. And I, I'm at the gym, you know, get my pump on. And I'm like, you know, really, if we want to blow it, I was like, man, maybe I should start doing it like shirtless, you know, do a shirtless video <laughs> of, of our podcast. Like, it's just, you know, I don't know. I just started thinking of crazy things of like, you know, we're, we're going to get clickbait for that, you know, <laughs> dude, it, it works. It, uh, one of, one of my very first Instagram lives, this is probably, this is probably four years ago. And, uh, we went on a golf trip and one of the things that we wanted to do was we want to do these Instagram lives. Everyone was doing lives. So we did one and, uh, sure enough, it was next to a fireplace. We had wine and we were all in bathrobes. And by the time of the end of the podcast, we were so drunk that the bathrobes had come off. And it was the creepiest, weirdest one. We got thousands of views. And I was like, what the hell? And everyone was like, when are you going to do the shirtless live again? And I was like, <laughs> I, I didn't think anyone would watch that. But, you know, three dad bods are, I, I guess, attractive to someone. Oh, yeah. It's it's one of those things. Like, well, what's going on? And no matter what. And, and they, they Yes, that is going to get the attention. But of course, what, what they'll talk about is like, you know, that is that what we want our, our views from? No, we want our views from our content. Right. And it's hard to just stick stick on stick to stick the course, you know, keep talking about what you want to talk about, because, you know, that's what they really talk about. A lot of the female content producers struggle with. Right. Because, of course, you know, whether it's gym stuff, you know, they're you know, they're usually exposed a little bit more. And that's why they're getting yeah. the views. Right. That's where I get the likes. 
but a lot of, you know, they talk about, well, but that's not really what, when I post things that I actually want to talk about, whether it maybe it's nutrition, it doesn't get the same amount of views. So it's, it's just one of those things. Of course, yes, the likes, the clicks, the comments, whatever, all that stuff goes up, but you know, you're getting off course of what you're actually, you know, your content is. Well, and that's, and that's where the, like, you have to provide value, but at the same time, you got to get people to click. And as, as I'm on this, like, daily vlog vlog so we uh we do with our rv channel which is a kind of a vlog but it's a longer form and it's more curated and then on my daily vlog is very it's pretty raw but that's the thing though if you can make if you can make the thumbnail the title very clickable and that's what these female influencers do but the, the problem is it's like what value can they bring you might have millions of followers but your value is you know, all you can sell is your underwear. Like that's not, you know, that's, you can only wear so many pairs of underwear. Now, if you're providing, you know, if you're providing value, but you get, you know, people to click, even with a smaller audience, I think you can make, you know, that value. What is it? What is it called? The customer value or, you know, value. Lifetime value subscriber. of the customer. Yeah. What, what did you say that again? Uh, lifetime value of the customer. Yeah. So, I mean, you kind of want to look at those analytics and make sure that you're not, you're not chasing the wrong audience. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, it's, it's any of it goes, you know, that way. And, and my thing always too, is like trying to like duplicate, you know, some of these videos that have gotten more, more views. And it's like, okay, well, what, what did I do? Cause it, for me, a lot of it's the same. Like I wear pretty much the same type of gym clothes. I wear, I work out, you know, on the same type of, equipment or something it's like okay this one video got six thousand views this one only got four very similar video but why you know i probably got to look at the time of day you know what time of day did i post some other stuff but it, it is just one of those things that it's um yeah you know what value are you bringing and, and are people resonating with it or you just get lucky because dude some <laughs> of some of these videos that i've posted uh, specifically our most, uh, recent adventures three podcast or the, I think it was the third one. Any, anyways, not the most recent one, dude, the camera, the entire time was out of focus the entire time. I have no, like, I don't know what I did. I, I thought I focused it before we hit record. I hit record. I put, I upload it and I'm like, Oh my God, this is the worst video in the world, but it's our most popular podcast. For, I don't know why, and I'm guessing it has something to do with the title and the thumbnail, but the retention's crazy, and people don't give a shit about the shitty video. The, uh, the audio was great, which was cool, but sometimes these things just don't make any sense. Some things, you know, things, things that you think are going to go viral or things that you, you, know, you pour your heart into, and you're like, this is going to get you know, a million views, and then all of a sudden, it gets five views, and you're like, what the hell? And then you post something like, I posted a video with like this guy pushing a shopping cart and the wheels locking up because we're in California and apparently they're trying to prevent shopping cart thefts gets thousands of views. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like this took me 30 seconds to make where the other video that I thought was going to get a million views took me like 10 hours to make. And it just doesn't make any sense. So, and I, and what I've come to a conclusion is you just gotta, you just gotta, you just gotta create and you gotta post and you just gotta hope for the best. Well, and I think that one in particular, right? Like most people have experienced that, right? Like who has not been in a shopping cart? They, they're parking far away because you don't want anyone parking next to you. And no matter what, just just 
to put it out there. Why do people find it necessary to park next to you when you clearly park 10 spaces away from anyone around you and they say, hey, well, let me just go park to that next car, even though there's a bunch of e other empty spaces. So that guy was probably just trying to park far away. And yes, these shopping carts have that whatever it is. As soon as it gets too far away, it locks up. But we've all experienced it. I've experienced it. I'm like, what the hell? I'm, I'm, I'm still in your parking lot. Or especially because, you know, these shopping centers, the, you know, they, they all kind of coincide. So maybe you park closer to another store. And you're taking the cart from the store next door. And yeah, it just doesn't go. Uh, you, you go too far away from it. But yeah. I think that's just one of those things we've all experienced or the majority of people have experienced something similar with those days and how that works with which ones take off. And I think yeah, if people can resonate with it, they're going to, they're going to like it. You know, what's not in the rest of the world. What? Locking shopping carts. Okay. That was the California is the only place that I've ever <laughs> seen with locking shopping carts. I, I was like, what the hell's wrong with your cart? Like, and I they go, Well, it locks after like eight feet from the store door. And I'm like, that's the dumbest shit in the world. Like in Georgia, you could just you just have a shopping cart. You could just you could you could drive around the world if you wanted to. There's no locking mechanism, which I get, you know, you know, trying to prevent theft and all that stuff, but God, they they gotta they gotta improve the technology on how far those carts go. Yeah, well, I mean it's once again, here in California, you know, we, we have the most uh, the ho most homeless. And what, what do they all have is a shopping cart with all their stuff in it. So I don't know. I don't even know what a shopping cart runs to replace. But, you know, you figure you got tens of thousands of homeless people with those shopping carts, you know, walking around with them. So, you know, they're just trying to trying to, you know, save some money on having to replace the shopping carts every every month or however it is, you know, because it, it does. I mean, you, you go to some stores there. They are buying a whole new set of, of shopping carts, uh, you know, every so often. Because they are just they they lose them and you know and that that was a business I don't know if it's still a business today but that there used to be a whole business that people would do that right they collect the shopping carts and bring them back to the store and charge the stores to get the shopping carts back and I don't know if it's such a thing anymore I haven't really seen too many trucks driving around with them but that, that used to be a thing you know right you get ten bucks or what I, I don't even I don't even know what they would charge but probably with the price of gas is it's not worth it anymore to bring bring the shopping carts back to them and they'd pay. Um, Nate, what, what were they doing with the people's, the homeless guy's stuff? Just no, pulling up I, middle of the night, fucking dumping all their shit out there in the, in the road. No. Well, the shopping I, cart back? A lot of it too is because, right. Like some people, uh, it's not even that people would just take them to maybe that lived relatively close to the shopping center and they walk there. They would just, you'll see it. Like you'll just walk and there's just an empty shopping cart. In a neighborhood, and it's not necessarily a homeless person. The person that lives close to the, the grocery store, they just walk it there to take their groceries home, and then they just put it back on the sidewalk. So you, you'll still just see random shopping carts around um, that necessarily aren't used by homeless people. But because of that, um, sometimes yeah, or homeless people just abandon them, or whatever the different reasons are. Uh, but yeah, you still you'll see them just just chilling there. And it's on the side of the road. It's just these are all things that is new to me in California. It, these are all things that I just don't see in the rest of the world. Um, I'm surprised California hasn't just started providing. Like, if you sign up to be homeless, you're like, all right, I'm homeless, and they just issue a shopping cart. Like, why is there not a company that's creating shopping carts specifically for homeless, pitching it to the California government? I'm sure Gavin Newsom would buy a million of these damn carts. That you know, I'm sure they'd cost five thousand bucks a piece. I think there's a real business there. 
You know what? There probably is. And not only do they get the cart, you got it fully loaded for them, right? You can get, you know, some uh, some clothes in it, some different, you know, food items. Like, hey, look, we got this package cart ready to go. Uh, we got, you know, 10,000 of them. You know, we got. And of Fucking course, like tent, you said, sleeping bag, a little there we go. air mattress, a little uh, a little solar panel with a little charging battery. Dude, I'm, I'm all over this. May, we might be on to something, JC. May, we might be on to something. You know, uh, California is like to spend money on homeless, so we, we might be on to something where we could make a l- little extra money here. Dude, I, I think it's like a $10 million business. I mean, I think, you know, it, but at the same time, if the economy keeps going the way it goes, like, you're going to have more homeless people. So we, we might be, you know, we, we might, I, I, I'm serious about this venture. Like, this is, is I, I don't know why this idea just popped in my head, but. If you get the if you get the California government on on board, you know they're going to spend money on this crap. Yeah, I mean, you know, maybe ha- and if as long as you have some sort of like you said, solar power, make it energy efficient somehow. You know, hey, look, they don't have to go plug into these. We have a solar power charging for their phones that you're giving them, like right here. This is you know, you know, as long as we can find you know solar power and and uh, electricity and and all that stuff put into it, you know, it's it's a uh, it's it's good for California. Dude, what do we just like go buy a bunch of like what are those little kid wagons, those red wagons? I, I think it'll have to be something like that, right? With some kind of off road wheels, like because you know, sometimes they're going definitely in, in dirt, whatever. So, hey, like, like these have uh, all terrain tires on them, uh, maybe a little motor on it. So, that if they, they kind of get stuck, they can have some you know help with their you know all wheel drive. I don't know, just we could we can go who knows where we can go with this little little hitch for the bike. You know, it's towable. Okay. There we go. Yeah. You cover the off road do... aspect of things. Yeah. This, 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 I think we just, in a weird way. Just for shits and giggles, we always need to start a website. Like just build it all out. You got, you got the whole name, pictures, uh, renderings, renderings of everything. Like just, just go as far as we can with this thing. And like people, are like, oh, God, this is, this is interesting. Like, how, how do we buy one of these? Like, And I think, I don't even know if you would have to get like the California involved, but I think you could just, I think you could just run. First of all, you got to build one out. Okay. You dress me up like a homeless person. Okay. I, uh, I go get some tank tops at Target and, uh, you know, grow out my beard, look like a tweaker. Okay. I get, get the four wheel drive wagon. Okay. We'll outfit it with some, some, some accessories. Okay. I'll put all the camping shit I have right now in it. And then we just run a couple of Facebook ads and be like, if you want to help the homeless, this is what you do. It costs you a thousand bucks. Okay. And we deliver, you know, I, homeless wagons, what wagons for the homeless. I, I don't know. I, I'm thinking of domain names right now. Um, and just test it. See if anyone buys it. <laughs> Fuck. We, uh, right. I, I think the name's already, can, you know, mobile homes. Come on. <laughs> Well, home. I, I, I think that domain's taken. Uh, I'm pretty sure it is, but you know, because I grew up in a mobile home park. But you know, that's. Uh, I, 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 you think I'm kidding? But I think, uh, yeah, I, th- I think I might. I, I think we're. I think we're going to do this business. I think this is it, absolutely pure gold. If we don't, there is someone out here that should take this idea. This is what we're all about: the Action Takers Podcast, providing value. We just have a business idea we pretty much just told you everything you need to do for it uh, i mean i h- how much more value can you get business ideas for people to start i mean what else what more can we provide 
Nate, this might not make the podcast, to be honest with you. I might cut this question out. <laughs> it's such a good idea. <laughs> you know what? Gonna be, I, I, I won't cut it out. We're just looking for venture back capital, okay? We, we're in search for a million dollars. Half of it's going to go to Nate and I for uh, leisure to, to think Our, of more no, great R&D, ideas. Research and development. We got to do research and development. We got to go. We got to <laughs> take it to the different uh, parks, uh, national state parks, different places around the country to test it out. Make sure it can be, you know, um, worked through different areas. So uh, different products we're going to buy to test out different foods, you know, so all, all this stuff. So I just, yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm eager. So yes, this is, this is the most important part of the podcast. It's uh, all we ask is if you've enjoyed this video and audio experience, if you're listening to this on audio, you need to go over to YouTube and subscribe to the Action Takers YouTube channel, because this is. This is new and improved Action Takers podcast. And if you're watching this on YouTube, please subscribe because we're going to give you just endless amounts of ways to make money, improve yourself via social media, personal development. Nate's going to teach you how to how to wear those tank tops really good. Um, I'm going to try and get rid of my chin right here uh, with some dieting. It's uh, it's it's all it's all great value. Yeah. And just for just if you want to laugh or put your smile, smile on your face just for laughing at us, uh, you know, what, what we're doing, you know, making fun of us. That's where you get at, at the minimum. Right. I mean, you can just be like, look at these guys talking on just going off on freaking tangents about homeless shopping carts. That's the way it goes. So till next time, take some action. It's about drive. It's about power. We stay hungry. We devour. Put in the work, put in the hours and take what's ours.